This is Nathaniel Rich. Letter from New Orleans 3. Playing Cops and Cops. The United States has the highest incarceration rate of any country in the world. Louisiana has the highest incarceration rate of any state in the U.S. And Orleans Parish, the city of New Orleans, has the highest incarceration rate within Louisiana. New Orleans locks up more of its residents than any other city in the world. Nearly 900 out of every 100,000 New Orleanians are in jail. That is six times the rate of incarceration in the United Kingdom. We also rank well ahead of the national rates for Russia, 577 per 100,000, Rwanda, 545, and Iran, 223. We have the largest prison system in the country when adjusted for population, and the local sheriffs are currently pushing to expand it. As the New Orleans police appear to be running out of civilians to lock away, they are broadening their approach. They've begun to target a new segment of society, themselves. In June, Officer Mark Gilbert pulled up alongside a streetwalker on Chef Mentor Highway. He showed the prostitute his badge and told her that if she didn't fillet him, he'd arrest her. This, by the way, is an effective strategy. The officer doesn't have to pay for sex, and after the prostitute has finished, he can arrest her anyway. The Orleans Parish Prison is full of prostitutes who claim to have filleted an officer only to be arrested by him immediately after. In a New Orleans courtroom, a prostitute's word is even less credible than a cop's. When Officer Galbraith began to notice that the streetwalker on Chef Mentor was acting oddly, he fled the scene. But the prostitute was prepared. She was, after all, an undercover police officer. She copied Galbraith's license plate number, and he was soon arrested. It has been such a bad year for the New Orleans Police Department that the Galbraith story was interpreted here as good news. The arrest was seen as boosting the department's credibility. Better that cops should arrest other cops than arrest innocent citizens. Or murder them. In April, two officers were convicted by a federal grand jury for murdering Raymond Robert, a 48-year-old handyman, one month before Hurricane Katrina. The officers had come across Robert assisting a woman with home repairs in the Treme, just across Louis Armstrong Park from the French Quarter. The police kicked and beat Robert with a baton until he was close to death. They threw him into the back of their patrol car and dropped him at Charity Hospital, where he suffered a heart attack and died of a ruptured spleen. The officers claimed they had found him under an overpass, a story that satisfied the New Orleans Police Department's internal probe. It was not until the FBI opened an investigation this March, more than five years later, that the murder came to light. The Robert case was one of at least nine recent FBI investigations of the New Orleans Police Department. The most notable of these is the Danziger Bridge case, in which officers shot eight unarmed people, killing two of them less than a week after Hurricane Katrina. Five officers pleaded guilty to the shootings and an elaborate cover-up. Five others are currently on trial. But there have been other cases that have stunned even locals who have become deeply inured to police brutality. The case of Henry Glover was one such example. A police officer shot Glover, a 31-year-old man, in the chest outside a strip mall. After Glover died, a fellow officer set fire to the body and abandoned it by a Mississippi River levee 
in a Chevrolet Malibu that the officer had stolen. Many of these revelations were announced after a year-long investigation into the NOPD by the U.S. Justice Department. The results were shocking to those outside of New Orleans. It shows that officers routinely use unnecessary and unreasonable force in violation of the Constitution. Black men are arrested nearly to the exclusion of whites, a ratio of 16 to 1. The profiling is even more gratuitous when it comes to black men under 17 and homosexuals. More than two-thirds of officers work extra-legally as hired cops, for which they are paid in cash. Criminals, in other words, can hire cops as their bodyguards. And criminals pay better than the city. The canine force is uncontrollable to the point where they repeatedly attacked their own handlers. The dogs used by the police force are not certified by any nationally recognized organization, and they are almost comically bloodthirsty. The problems were not due to a few, quote, bad apples, the feds concluded, but to structural failure. The administration was indifferent to widespread violations of law and policy by its officers. Paradoxically, the department was found to encourage both illegal arrests and under-enforcement of crime. There were dozens of occasions in which officers shot at civilians in 2009 and 2010 alone, but no officer was found guilty of a violation. All of the people fired at were black. The department's dysfunction is not only vast, it is innovative. At the press conference held to discuss the report, the Justice Department's Assistant Attorney General observed, with some exasperation, that, quote, New Orleans has every issue that has existed in our practice to date, and a few that we hadn't encountered. Which brings us back to the case of Officer Mark Galbraith. In previous years, a cop would not have been investigated for attempting to coerce a prostitute into sex, let alone arrested. This shows improvement. Perhaps the department will next direct its attentions from prostitution to murder. This is another category in which New Orleans is superlative. We have the highest murder rate in America. The question is, with so many people already in jail, who is doing all the killing?